welcome to the Midwest Frontier Podcast, formerly known as Whistle Mission Outdoors. I am Jim. And I'm Pat. And this is a podcast dedicated to anything in the outdoors in the Midwest. We like to cover hunting, fishing, conservation, a little bit of opinion, and a little bit of lifestyle. We like to talk about the touchy and hot topics. Anything controversial that involves the outdoors. Each week we try to have a segment with Bushlight Billy where he goes over a recipe or a tip or a trick for cooking. There's so much to talk about, so come and join us on the Frontier. We can kick this off. We got a little special guest. Uh, I got to stand for this whole podcast because Benny, I am a, I'm on 12 hours of daddy duty and Benny's in the baby carrier. It's time for the old contact nap. As you, <laughs> as you can see, he's kind of futzing. As, uh, no, he's, he's looking pretty good. He's, he chilled out. He like fights to stay awake. It's like, no, I don't want to nap. I want to, you know, it's like, no nap because one day you're going to be 30 some years old and your boss is going to want you to stay awake the whole time. And they get mad when you try to take a nap. Oh yeah. We we had a good practice with that yesterday. Oh man. What do you mean? I got two hours of sleep. I got home at mid, I got home at 1230 and then left the house again at five. Let's put it this way. Uh, Yesterday, he screamed so bad, starting at like midnight, 2 in the morning. This morning, he did the same thing, screaming so bad that I was looking into Father's Day sales on vasectomies. You know, I was <laughs> <laughs> Father's Day sales on vasectomies. That's how That's... bad he was screaming. I'm oh, like, oh, man. my. I'm going to, yeah. So far, I didn't find anything yet, bud. So you still make it a brother or sister next. I think he deserves a sibling. Uh, we'll see. This, that screaming thing, I'm telling you, you got to do it for yourself. No, I know. When, when he was just screaming a minute ago, I'm thinking like, man. And that was nothing. I was thinking like, okay, there you can probably get earplugs. Like that that was a thought that ran through my head. So like he does this thing because like when Kel's gone, he does this. He like, he, he's okay. And then he's like, he, he, I call it the mommy beacon. He sends out a mommy beacon. No man. mommy. Sends out a louder one. No mommy. Mm. Completely comes off the rails. Still no mommy. Passes out for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> now go into my automatic defense mode of being cute and sleeping. But like this baby carrier, if you're if you're if you're sitting, he doesn't like it. You got to stand. That's why I'm standing because yeah. he's got to. You got to stand. Um. But anyway, let's get into uh, let's get into like the the weeks and stuff. Today, I, you know, I, I want to announce like the main topic. But today, I got a handful of stuff we're going to talk about. But like uh, the main topic is going to be boat, boating essentials, things that you need. Not, I mean, obviously life jackets and stuff, but we're going to talk about some other stuff. All right. Yeah. Are you talking like in the realm of fishing or just boating in general? Both, whatever, okay. you know, but a uh, couple of little things. So Pat inspired me this week. I ordered a new laptop. Mine, every time I go to edit something, it, like a little smoke comes out of it, you know, and uh, I Pat, got me scared about mine. So uh, Pat, tell them why I ordered a new computer. What did you get? Tell them what you got, because so, we're going to we're going to up the game here. So I was messing around and when you're shopping on eBay. All right, I, I'm in the market for a camcorder, and there's this crazy thing that happens. You can get the really cheap consumer grade camcorders that they take pictures of your kids, and nothing else. Yeah, 150 bucks or less. 100, you know. 150 bucks to 200 bucks, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, you want something better? Well, how about 800 dollars? How yeah. about 900 dollars? How about? And then you start getting into the professional grade stuff, and it's 22 grand, 2500, 3000. Oh, you get a Red Cinema camera? I don't know if you ever saw the Red, the big Red. It's a company named Red. And but those are fifty grand. Yeah, know? I mean these things are just insane. So what I was looking at, I was looking at eBay on cameras that they're, they're they started making them ten years ago. So this thing could be up to ten years old. But I bid on like five of them, and one of them finally went through. And uh, I actually went back and looked. I didn't bid on it. I made the dude an offer, and he just took it. Oh, nice, nice. Damn, so could have got it cheaper. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well. There was one bid on it, and then I made him an offer, and he took it. So, um, and he sent me a message that I didn't pick up on. He's like, "Hey, this is a crazy bargain that you're about to get," and it was because this camera brand new is eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, I looked on Amazon; they're about eighteen hundred bucks. It's a uh, you got a Canon, right? Um, yeah, Canon. Yeah, and like I was reading through reviews, and I was reading through what that camera has. There's really cool features to that thing, but the only main gripe that somebody had that I that wouldn't work for it it. It's kind of inconvenience, but also it saves you a ton of money. Is there's no interchangeable lenses on there, like a DSLR, like a next yeah. step up camera. But I'm telling you, for what we're gonna do, the zoom you need, and it's gonna be just fine. But you could still you could still adjust. You, there's still manual settings. You could you can go into aperture priority mode, uh, shutter speed priority, you know, stuff like just like a DSLR. I was just I was super impressed with how much storage you get, which to me I don't want to be worrying about like memory cards and stuff all the time. So this thing you can carry 228s, and it's got 64 inside of it. Oh yeah, I, I right now I on my DSLR it holds two it holds two cards. Yeah. But only one of them takes video. 
and I only got a 64 gig card and I have never filled it up. I've so never even come close to filling it up. This guy's sending me the camera, a microphone. It's a cheap microphone, but um, a Pelican case. Oh, wow. A 128 gig chip. Well, that's that's a good 60 bucks right and there. And three batteries. And I looked up three batteries for that thing. And you could buy cheap ones, but if you have three Canon batteries, it's like 95 bucks or something like that. Nice. So I did get a crazy bargain. I sent the guy like a thank you. I got the whole thing out the door for 310 bucks. Not out the door. Actually, out the door was like 350 or something. But he accepted the bid for 310 So, First, like Billy just texted me. Let me text him back real quick. But like the one thing is we're going we're gonna to be stepping up our game. The, I, if in case anybody didn't know, it's officially uploaded as the Drift Boat with Motors. Just a quick little tutorial. It was nothing fancy. It's, I think it's 10 minutes long just because we want to show footage of us motoring around in it. So just to give you guys an idea with like what I'm going to do starting out, um, more towards fall, I do want to do a bunch of bow stuff. I want to do like a... Some like little life hacks when it comes to tuning your bow and stuff like that. Just little things that I figured out over time. Um, I want to give a good review of my boat, and I want to do like a small little electrical class for boat stuff, just for your basic person trying to put some extra stuff on his boat. I want to, I want to go through like types of connectors, stuff like that. Uh, even more down the road, probably over the winter next year, I'm going to be doing some like rifle reloading stuff. Oh, we got to make an, We might have to take a break here in a sec. Let's see. Uh, but for the videos, oh, he's futzing. What's the matter? Well, one goal with video I do have is, uh, I would like to do a little more cinematic, you know, like, you know, like what we did last night, you yeah. know, like actually make it, you know, just a, just us fishing kind of thing. Yeah. And it, the other thing too, like I watch a lot of fishing videos and what makes me really mad about the fishing world is there it's dudes with 18 GoPros and I'm, I'm really tired of watching GoPro videos because of it's so wide and it gives you such a different perception of what the, than what's actually there. You know what I mean? My cinematographer hero for fishing is Jay Siemens. I think he's by far the no, best. He is awesome. He he's is a my rock star, dude, dude. When it comes to this stuff, but I I, I actually watch him obviously because he's an excellent fisherman. Um, but I actually watch for like tips. You know, like yeah. I, I see like different angles he has and like where he puts slow motion versus not. And like different views of different things, you know, because there's a lot, there's a lot of things you don't think of. So I actually watch him just for ideas on how to shoot something cinematic for fishing or hunting or whatever. My main goal, the thing that I'm really trying to achieve here, is being able to film hunts. And if you look at like people self filming hunts, like they have like five cameras. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm probably no. going to go out there with that one and like a little cheap action camera, and that's it. But like when we're fishing together, I'll have my my camera with. You'll have yours, and like yeah. we could we could constantly pick up and point it at each other and stuff. So hopefully, more videos are in the works. That's the biggest thing, you know. I, I mean, it's it's going to be a long learning curve. I'm not going to be cranking out videos next week. You know what I mean? But it's I, I would like to get more into the video end of things. I want to do a lot with bow boats, you know, fishing, you know, all of all of the stuff that we do. I want to put it on camera, you know. So last night we took our dad out fishing. Uh, we haven't been out fishing in the boat in a while. And, uh, yeah, week. Uh, no, I mean like with dad, I should say, Oh yeah, you know, like the way that, cause then the, the three of us in the boat, that used to be, that's the way we fished. That's the way we grew up fishing. Down, was like that, down to the know? top of the gunnels in the old boat. Oh know? yeah. And, uh, we only caught, you only got that one little striper yeah. and then, uh, that was but, actually a pretty good hit. That fish put on a pretty good hit for its size. So. But just for instance, that was about half the size of the fish we caught last week. Oh yeah. No, um, I totally. Yeah. It probably probably what an eighth of the weight. I don't know. Those were probably two three pounds all day last week. Yeah, and that guy was not much more than a bluegill. So, um, but then uh, it, that just went well. I was throwing for musky. That's I know there's musky in that lake, but it's not a musky lake. If that makes sense, so I just need ever, to go back to I need to go back to meat fishing there and stop. Now that I heard this whole musky thing, I got to stop worrying about that. You know. Yeah, but maybe they do that so people go in there throwing big stuff that's never going to catch anything, and they don't pull out all the. Way I don't through. know, but like I, it, I, I always went to that lake for the meat fishing aspect because I know you could pull out a twenty pound striper, you could pull out big walleye. There's a lot of crappie there, and that's what I always went for. And then I hear about this musky thing, I'm like, oh, I like musky, and then that, so now I'm throwing it. Bad habit, bad habit. Just got to go back to the way it, we were having a lot of fun meat fishing. You know, just stick to musky fishing and musky spots. You and know? that that boat works real well. I I mean, your boat works real well with the yeah. So we were talking about that. The thing I was most impressed is the loss of speed that it didn't have. So like uh, in my old forty horse, by myself, I'd be able to do about twenty eight miles an hour. You know, yeah. throw a bill in there, and at the time, bill weighed almost ninety pounds. You know it would go down to like 26 miles an hour. You throw like a normal size human being back then, it would be doing 24 miles an hour. But like, uh, so like every time you add a little bit of weight, it lost a lot of speed, you know? Yeah. 
But like yesterday, I got a top speed I've ever seen on that thing. I got it to 34.8. I couldn't get it to 35. I got it to 34.8. With all of us in the boat. No, no, I oh, was by myself. Was by but yeah, but with all of us in the boat, it was... Uh, that's Pat's ringtone there. Oh, yeah, um, you guys like that? I like didgeridoo. All right, so we had to take a little pause there. Bill, Pat was getting a phone call. Bill was walking in. But the the one thing I want to talk about, we were just talking about losing speed every time you had to wait yeah. to the boat. That So I went from an empty boat at 34.8 to you and dad an extra, say, 500 pounds of people in the boat, right? Yeah. Um, And it went down... Two miles an hour, right? We went yeah, to 32 and a half. Yeah, I, I saw it get up to 33 on the way back. So that just shows you how much power that 60 actually has. You had 500 pounds to a boat and you lose two miles an hour. Before my old boat, I don't even know what that would have been. You know, if it was 28 top end, it yeah. might have been 21, 22 miles an hour. So you guys are still cooking out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my man. dad put his life jacket on. Like really? He's not used to going that fast in a boat. You know, he We were in it. my boat with no trolling motor, no battery, no, you know, it was just basic. We just wanted to make sure that it floated kind of thing. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh, we were doing what? probably 33 34 i mean we were we were going scary fast on the canal yeah you know well then the, the canal also feels faster because it's narrow you get out on the lake we were on yesterday it's big and wide and just there's no we like reference up. to how fast you were going we got passed up by doing probably doing 50 yeah you know? oh yeah there was a dude with one of the glitter boats you know some big oh, yeah. murk on it but a billboat we're, we're cruising and we're pretty happy and we're <laughs> right by you know yeah, I'm, like you're, i'm not like an airplane landing those things yeah you like our special guest here today look at him He's uh, so far he's sleeping. So he's like, oh, I love when I'm hanging out with Dad. I'm on Daddy duty. You got a cool but, little uh, carrier for him too. Oh yeah, yeah. You bought that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Bill got this for me. Um, a, I got the tactical baby carrier on. If anybody's curious, which is actually pretty sweet. <laughs> you said you had a story you want to go. You wanna... well, it actually goes with the boat thing. So on my way here, I saw a glitter boat with our sixty on it and a turbo swing. You know what a turbo swing is? No. It's the thing that they use for tubing. It's the bar that oh, goes around the motor. Okay. Um, it is called a turbo swing. I'm gonna get one of those one day when you know when we got kids that want to go tubing and stuff. But, um, so I was thinking if that guy's do if that guy has a glitter boat that he's got set up for tubing and he's got the sixty, he's either really unhappy or it works. You know what I mean? Um, it could be a real thin, lightweight boat. You know, what kind no, of it was. A, um, no, it it was like a ski boat. It was it was the exact shape of a ski boat. Hmm. So it was a fiberglass looking. I saw a pretty big. I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but there was this guy with a low, and it was at least the size of our boat. And yeah. he had a fifty horse Merc on that. I'm thinking, I bet you that guy don't. I bet you don't yeah. go very fast, you know. Uh, let me get down the list here. Uh, oh, it might be going to Lake Michigan next week. We'll see about that. Uh, that's all I really have for the week. And then I do have a couple. Of, I got I got a crazy ass news article. If you want me to tell you that. How about actually? I didn't hear about your week. I, you yeah, blocked in late. Tell us anything new with you. Uh, hung out with Greg yesterday. He's leaving uh, Monday or Tuesday for um, Missouri. Um, Did you guys ever hear why Illinois is so windy? Indiana sucks <laughs> and Missouri blows. I actually <laughs> just heard this joke on a podcast about another state, and I'm thinking, they stole that from us. <laughs> you know, because we're the windy city, right? Yeah. You know? I would actually, like, if I had to go south, I'd probably pick Missouri first. That's where Daniel Boone ended up dying. He went there. Yeah. No, and- Missouri's good. It's not bad. I've watched enough Ozark. I think I can do it. Yeah, yeah Ozark's here. Yeah, I'm going to go down there and do that <laughs> stuff. No, but I actually like hunting and fishing. I would die. Oh, yeah. Missouri's a place to yeah, be for oh, that. Yeah. And if you hate winter, but you don't want to get rid of it completely, you still want your fall, that's a place to be. Yeah, yeah but winter sucks when there's no snow. I, <laughs> I hate to say it, but like when there's no snow ever and it's just cold, gray, and misery, um, that just sucks. Misery. Anyway, back to so you're at Greg's house. What else? What else you got for us? Uh... That's pretty much it. It's pretty much a standard week. I got a bunch of running around I got to do today and cut the grass. And Nice. Nice. I, nice, I, nice. I uh, cleaned out my crapper pipes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Pat had a rod. I had a rod, yeah. Oh, boy. Every Dude, spring and fall, he's got to rod his pipes at the, the old drainage pipe there. That is a crazy back workout. Just yeah. saying. All right. Let me. Can I go into these yeah. news articles real quick? The yeah. one I just thought was crazy. This is from adventure.com. And it says. I don't mean to laugh, but like it's just crazy to me. Bear spotted with waders in mouth. May have eaten angler that went missing in Hokkaido, Japan. So what? Yeah, I would <laughs> think that's an honest assessment. Yeah. So, so like this guy went missing. They go looking for him. They didn't find him, but they found a bear with his waders hanging out of his mouth, <laughs> <laughs> like stuck in his mouth, or like he yeah. was, he just got done chewing on a leg. And he uh, got the one, I'm not exactly sure, but one or the other. Yeah, oh, it's like an insult to injury there. 
So, but uh, suspected eaten waders were uh, spotted in bear's mouth. So, yeah. So, they're like, we're looking for this guy. Have you seen him? Those look like his waders hanging out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't laugh. No, we shouldn't laugh. But But the way he said it, you can't help but not laugh. This wasn't really a news article, but I thought it was very interesting. If if my computer was working, I was going to put it up on a screen. I wonder if I I might still have it up on my phone. But did you know in the Ice Age, uh, there was a sixth great lake? Did you ever see this? No. But the, the Great Lakes uh, became Great Lakes because of the Ice Age. So here. So Lake, I don't know how to say this, Agassiz, oh. A-G-A-S-S-I-Z, was found, uh, sorry, I'm holding this, was formed during the last Ice Age. It was 170,000 square miles. 170,000 square miles. So which is greater than all of the five lakes put together right now. It had depths of 700 feet. And it drained. It's only that there because the only thing that was holding this lake together was an ice dam further south. Really? Where was it? Like, I'll show you in a picture in a sec. I got it up here. But uh, so it drained because of the ice dam. Uh, lake had major effects on weather. So you know how like Lake Michigan plays weather with yeah, us. You know, yeah. it's colder near the lake oh, in the yeah. spring. Lake and, affects snow. But it's warmer in the winter time. So, but now imagine that that lake was. This one's five times the size of all of them. You My know. God. And uh, so it changed prevailing winds and made the area more humid. So it actually built humidity in, this is like in Canada. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So it even changed migration patterns of animals and early human populations. When the ice dam did break, it caused massive flooding across Canada and the U.S. Uh, But they say all the lakes in that area. So here is where it's at. So it's actually like all the way up by Hudson Bay. Oh, okay, yeah. Look at it compared to all the other lakes. You see that, Pat? So it was actually a freshwater lake that was there, and an ice dam broke and it drained, but it all drained that way. But they say that's why the Mississippi River could be there. Yeah. Uh, all the lakes, like you know, like Lake Winnipeg and all that stuff up that way, that could all be there because that lake drained, and those were just the low spots in the lake. You know, that oh. was a seven hundred foot hole, but now it's a lake. Have you ever seen the um, imagery <clears throat> that people think there was? Uh, no, I said that way wrong. The imagery of caribou runs. That are, I think, in Lake Erie or Ontario. Have you ever seen that? No, I no. can believe it though, because that, that that was a uh, you know when there was an ice sheet, you know, it could have pulled all that water up and then into an ice block. So, so because caribou don't want to jump over anything, they you make runs and you funnel them down into a spot and you kill them. Mm-hmm. So there's these huge long rock piles that were clearly assembled by people that are in. I think it's either Erie or Ontario. I no kidding. Well, like uh, we dug up, or we didn't dig up. We saw that canoe they dug up. Uh, and it was like 3,000 years old or something, you yeah. know, and it was a oh, canoe. Yeah. It's up on the North Shore somewhere, the Light Tower yeah. Museum in Michigan, like the UP. But anyway, the one the- thing we were talking today, did I tell you the topic we're talking today? I said on the podcast, but I tell you, we're talking essentials, boat essentials, things you need, things like that. And so I got a little list here of stuff we're going to go over, but. Light jackets. Well, I mean, besides, oh. you know, um, yeah, besides the, uh, you know, obvious stuff, but like our essentials. But did okay. you have anything you want to bring up for news or anything? Bush like Billy, do you have anything for Bush like no, Billy? No, I've got chicken marinating right now. So, so you kind of gave up on a cooking thing. I haven't smoked it. I, like, my cover's been on my smoker. I was looking at it today. I'm like, man, I haven't pulled that off in like a month and a half. I oh, need yeah. to smoke, but I, I haven't been home long enough any day of any weekend to smoke yeah. in the last two months. I wanted to today, and the week just got too busy to go pick up a shoulder. Yeah. I, want, I really wanted to today. I'll do something next three. weekend. You want one? But I mean, like today, I was gonna wake up early and get it all going, and me and him were gonna hang out and watch meat cook, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, ah, it's too late. So now I'm doing other stuff. I'll do something next weekend for Memorial Day, I think. But yeah, I just haven't. Yeah, next next week, I'm next weekend, I'm gonna be working on cars and truck. Yeah, I've just been doing like meal prep stuff. It's like, oh yeah, you guys want to hear about how I grilled chicken? It's kind of boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like. That... All right, so you you want to move on to boating essentials then? Yeah. Yeah. You said that kind of funny. Would no, you I, I was just thinking. I I cooked uh, some venison this week at work, and it was pretty sweet. So but grilled anyway. or yeah, we'll cut. Um, it was actually one like steak I got off of a hind leg, and then yeah. one oh, like okay. small steak I got off of a front leg, and they were delicious. were they tough? Were no, they, no, they were more tough than your average steak. Yeah, right. But I wouldn't call it tough. You're not sitting there. You yeah, know what I mean, chewing like, on it. <laughs> and <laughs> you like the face you just made. You had the best sound effects, Pat. <laughs> But you know how it is, like when you get a, like a very like a piece with a bunch of sinew in it, yeah, you're sitting man. there like this was a mistake. You know, well, I remember before McDonald's, we did their chicken nuggets. Oh yeah, 
Those were like you'd you'd pull out a big rubber piece of string that was like holding the leg together yeah, or something. You'd bite, a, you know? bite a bone, and they were like super balls. But now it's like actually yeah. like real good chicken, you know. And it actually is good chicken, it's right? All I mean, hundred percent white meat. It's a bragging in the deep fried. It kills you. Yeah. After I got home last night, me and you were saying, "Oh, you know, I'm not really that hungry." I got home and I'm like, "Man, I am hungry, and I don't want to be sitting here eating cheese its So I went out and I got a McDonald's chicken sandwich. It's pretty good. I eat yeah. cheese its Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got home and that's what I had. Well, it's it's either I sit here and I and I smash a box of cheese its or I go out and I get. Something. I, I I definitely didn't eat them like an unsupervised fat kid, but yeah. I had. I, it definitely made up for dinner. We were going to stop for dinner, but it was late. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just go home and find something. Plus, <laughs> I, I, ran, I ran into the luckiest streak. Jim, Jim missed the train. The boats, the the things, literally coming down on top. I'm of on the boat. tracks. The the siren went off. I'm on the tracks. I'm like, oh, and they're real wide tracks. It's like six tracks. So you're like, I got to get to the other side of this thing now. And you're yeah. trying to not jump the boat over the tracks. You know. So I'm sitting here waiting at these tracks, and I'm thinking, I am the lucky one, right? I'm the luckiest one between both of us that I was the one who caught this train. Well, right after that train ends, from coming from the left. One comes from the right. And I'm just like, okay, we're gonna, this is what I'm doing tonight, you know? All right, so you want to move on? Yeah. Boat essentials? Um, I got a whole list. If you if you got something you want to throw out, throw out there. But I got I got a whole list of stuff that... Uh, so my number one, if we're talking about f- fishing boats, I, I guess any boat in general, my number one is the charger. Besides all of your basic safety stuff, did you want to do safety stuff? No, no. I mean, everybody knows, you know, you got to have a yeah, you got to have a life jacket life for every jacket. person in a boat. We don't need to talk about that. My number one is a charger, and with modern technology, you can get one that you keep plugged into your batteries and you just plug it in. Back in the day, we used to have to bring a charger that you'd put on the boat. But like, so I know. put battery charger, but like, um. It's really nice with the onboard, the the oh, yeah. uh, two bank, you know, because you just plug the extension cord in, you're done. Right, right. But even if you don't have that, you still need a battery charger. Yeah. So I found that that one. I don't know if you remember using it with me or not. I got it from AutoZone. It was a cheapo. But yeah. It, you literally it's put like the diehard or something. Yeah, that little gray one. Yep. So you put it on there and you click the button and it just charges and you're done. It jumps. It goes to, from two to ten amp. Yep. You know. I honestly think that me and you ran into an era where we've got all of Dad's old stuff where you have to sit there and kind of babysit it and watch it. Because it would overcharge it. Now you plug them in, and they don't want people being able to overcharge it. Right. So they just just all you have to do is hit the start button. You know. Yeah. But a bad the easier for the battery charger, the better. It's just the way. It's just that's how it works for me. The easier you have it, the better. Like you're gonna charge it. It's gonna do a good job. So don't get the two budget one. But even still, do you remember I spent on that? It was nothing. I mean, Dad. it was under a hundred dollars, and that's like the greatest charger I've ever owned. Yeah. It- wasn't terribly expensive. I remember the, that. When I found out my truck battery was bad, it was a cold day, and I went out, and it was like, whoom, whoom, whoom. And I, I didn't kill it all the way. Mm-hmm. I still had a couple hours before I had to go to work, so I hooked that up. I mean, that charged the battery in, I don't know, 10 below zero or something. No kidding. You know? Yeah. That's a good little charger. I spent less than 100 bucks on that. There was nothing like those uh, bank, those two bank onboard chargers. You find the extension cord, you're done. Done. Set it and forget it. And this thing, this thing ramps it up. It'll go to a ten amp charge, and then it'll go to a two amp charge, and then it'll do a trickle. And it's, it's like it's it's too easy, you know. So one of, one of the first videos I want to do, I'm actually going to go through that and explain how to hook them up and how you should route it in your boat if you are doing an onboard charger. So okay, so that that's coming then. Yeah. You want me to go with my first one? These aren't in order. It's just the way I, in order I thought of them. I've got yeah, one. Go for it. Go ahead. A, a good pair of easily accessible players. Oh, I did not write that. I can't believe out of all this nonsense yeah. I wrote, I didn't put like good boat pairs. Players. Easy, 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 accessible players. Because I mean, sometimes a fish swallows it. Sometimes you just need a pair of players. You know? So after Jim got hooked at one time, I thought to myself, when I bought a boat, you know, I'm going to have an actual dedicated pair of hook cutters, which mine are just super long uh, side cutters. Yeah, yeah. Those that'll do it. I was cutting with cheap players. I had a. I don't know if you guys saw the post of uh, his uh, mobile. For uh, his bed. Did you guys see that Instagram post? No, I'm not on Instagram a lot. No, I got Instagram. I don't know if it's a what? post or if it's real. But uh, so anyway, you know how like babies had the mobiles that, you know, yeah. let the things dangling? Yeah. So I wanted one that kind of fits our personality, you know? His are muscular. No, so, yeah. <laughs> no, so I tied, I tied Klaus or Minnows. Oh, okay. And I, oh, here, there was a, there was a post. So here, watch that real quick. I don't know if you can see the. He's got his. He's got his. Uh, onesie he's got the vest on. Yeah, he's got. He's got a onesie where it looks like a fly fishing vest. <laughs> and you see the flies hanging. Yeah, yeah. off the. Bank. So anyway, I really didn't want fish hooks hanging from my, from the bed, so I cut them off. But that was a cheap pair of pliers. So you yeah. really don't need anything too fancy. That's right. Cute. You know, That's cute. it's yeah. more of a wedge and leverage. You know, he had like a tuxedo shirt 
foot with the fly vest. Yeah. There's a fly, yeah. yeah. There's it was, a fly vest. Yeah. Would you see the shirt he's got on today? Yeah. It says I'm one fly baby with a fly on it. Yeah. You know. Um. But anyway, the pliers. I that is that is important. Like you said, you want them. You want to have something that you can leave out that you can grab. It's like you want to spend enough money where they're good, but not enough money where you can leave them out. You right. don't feel like you got to protect these things too much. So, and if but we're talking a about point. a dedicated pair of pliers that you don't care about the size and the weight and put it in your pocket and all that stuff, go get yourself a pair of Lyman's pliers. They have a somewhat okay set of cutters in them. Yeah, and a big those are bulky jar. though. They are bulky, but if you want one pair of pliers, go get a Lyman's pliers. No That's, needle nose all day for me. I wouldn't take a pair of Lyman. But I mean, people. I don't know. Those linemen are probably three quarters of an inch wide. The jaws on them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're in on hooking a fish with that. Those. You know. No, but I'm, I'm general utility stuff on a boat. Oh. Oh, yeah. I can go with that. Yeah. But if I had to have one pair of pliers, it would be uh, like your Browning ones. I'd probably have something like that, or those Rapala ones you had. Those the other day. I just have Rapa- cheap Rapala ones that I just they're right in the side of my uh, backpack. I've got a Berkeley one that I always keep hooked on the side of my musky box. Yep. With the something with like hook. that. It's got like a hooked nose on the end of the yeah. needle nose but um so the first one i put on here was a secondary power source and however you want to define that trolling motor oars you know like uh that i i just don't trust boat motors even though we have brand new 60 horses yeah you know it's still on your mind this goes down or right. you just find a rock bar and the old lower unit comes flying off it's like how are you gonna get back i used you to know? judge how far away i'd go on my boat by if i can get back with the trolling motor and I, I had two trolling motors on that one, but so yeah. uh, like you know, like the, the minimum safety requirements, like for us, we have to have a paddle on board, and we all, you know, you get the bare minimum one. Yeah. You got, I got that one that collapses down to nothing. You are not rowing the boat back with that paddle. Not at all. It is not happening. But when a cop asks for it, here you go. You know, <laughs> then <laughs> hey, this is what I use to get my boat off of rocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might paddle you to shore in case of an emergency. I actually but. got one that goes out to seventy inches, so. If, if, if you were to paddle once on this side, run over and paddle once on that side and then run back and, you know. I say invest in a trolling motor for big boats. But if you're if you're going to be like a little rowboat guy, oars. There's not, you can, you can move just as good with a set of oars as yeah. you could, you know. It, it, I would set it up as oars. The other thing too, I just don't believe that there's any better way of navigating a river than oars or paddles. Like motors are just, the motors are for bucking current and getting up there. But for maneuvering, man, there's nothing like paddling of some kind mm-hmm. so one cool thing is we've always got some sort of stick in our boat whether it's a fishing rod or a net or whatever but this paddle that i bought actually has a boat hook on the end of it oh so really the, the like the pummel of the like the handle on the one side is a it's got two plastic like hooks on it yeah so it's it can it's actually like also like a boat hook so the i, I don't have it i want i i definitely <laughs> want one for each one of my boats because we you and me used to be big into them but a push pole like uh, with that hook on there. Yeah. And uh, we've gotten lures out of trees with that. We've, oh, yeah. We've gotten off of rock bars we didn't see coming. We've gotten off of sandbars we didn't see coming. Those were relatively cheap, and they're all that twist extendable. You know, give it a good oh, push. Oh, yeah, that's what this is, yeah. They fit in a rod holder. Yep. But uh, I don't have one right now, but I do want them. And, uh, but, yeah, I had that on the list, too, was a push pole. So at least you said that now. You guys got another one? You want me to keep going? So I have combined my throwables with the cushions that, you know, they have the big like cylinder blow up looking things. You know what I'm talking about? The cushions. Yeah. But they also count as throwables and you need throwables like legally, but you do. And like, so a cushion, I asked the guy, so why is that? Why is that? Why do you need that more than a life jacket? He goes, in case somebody gets thrown out without a life jacket, you could tie a rope to something and throw it at them. Yeah. Like that does make sense. Now when he put it like that, I'm like, I could see that you're, you're floating down that, you know, like that river we were just in. Yeah. You'd be hoping for me to throw anything at you. Oh, God. You wouldn't I know. care if it was a musky lure. If it was a big MEPS musky, <laughs> you'd be wanting me to hook your shirt with it, you yeah. know? But yeah, so the, the, the throwables are important. What were we going to say more about it? Just that? Just throwables? Oh, yeah. I, I'm saying that if you don't want to have a bunch of stuff on your boat, your throwable could also be your dock cushion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or your butt cushion or whatever. Good rope. That was my next one, actually. I'm not kidding you. That's next on the rope. Rope. Yeah. I said at least two forms of rope. Yep. At least two forms. So I got my main boat pull rope, and then I have that one that Lund sent me. Yeah. And usually there's a, a, some sort of paracord for something, but two forms of rope, minimum. I just went and rebought. I thought I'd be cute and use like a winch line off of a, like off of a utility machine at work, and it's just too big. And they sink like a rock. Yeah. They, they go and like they put them in the water, and they are they, that is better than sink tip line on a fly rod. This thing's got six thousand pound load strength, yeah. not breaking strength, load strength. But uh, so I actually went and bought a, a nice new rope for my boat. 
And with a carabiner, you got to have a carabiner. Yep, if you're good using carabiner. A conventional style boat. I actually put carabiner in there too, and uh, two forms. Uh, where did I put that? I know I wrote that word carabiner in here somewhere. Anyway, keep going. Uh, oh yeah, right there. One thing I just invested in. Not sure how versatile they're going to be, but I got the bungee tie downs. Um, I don't know what you mean, like the bungee um, tie downs. So instead of like hard tying your boat, it's it's on a bungee that That's keeps your yeah. boat up against the dock, but it doesn't. You know, if you got rocked with waves, it wouldn't like hold your boat so hard to the dock that it would sink it. Oh, it stretches. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was talking about with yeah. that Lund rope. That's how that Lund one is. It's yeah. like, um, you guys got another one? I got no. more. Go ahead. Uh, rod storage, and obviously you know what I mean, rod cabinets. But I'm talking about like a system that works where your rods aren't just chucked in there. You know, because you got broken rod tips, broken reels, like an actual system, some sort of clip, some sort of stand, some sort of something. Okay. So yeah. did you see how I did the the Alumacraft? I've had yeah. that on there for like three, four years. That's what I had in mind when I was yeah. when I was thinking other. If you don't have, because you know, if you just got a three seat rowboat, you're not going to have cabinets. But have a system for your rods. You so know. this one's got a hole for the butt of the rod, and then a open channel for the end of the rod, like the actual like fiberglass part of the rod yeah, with yeah. the line guides. And you clip them in, and you turn this thing over, and then your rod can't come out. You could drive with it. It's great for driving. No kidding. Like if, driving for both, like driving there and driving the boat. It's awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just, that was just one. It's like whenever in a boat, I have to have some sort of rod stores. The Clackacraft has those things built into the side, and those are nice because you're done. You don't just lay it on the floor. You know, my dad yesterday did that thing where he, he doesn't hook the lure to the rod; it just dangles. You know, yeah, that always drove me nuts. So, what's one thing that I think the modern world overlooks? Uh, that's a loaded question. Go ahead, and tell when me. When it comes to boat safety, go ahead, and tell me. Anchor. So I actually put anchor on here. Um, and the reason I say the modern world overlooks it is because they're like, well, I got spot lock on my trolling mower. I don't need that. Well, what if your battery failed? What if everything, what if all the electronics failed on your boat, which is pretty unlikely, but mm-hmm. um, you've got nothing to actually chuck out there. So we've got an anchor that you can take the anchor off. Even if the electronics did fail, you could take it off and tie it on your bow line. Right. And I think an anchor, an anchor is an essential um, to make sure that you don't end up over a dam or some, you know, if you can't control your boat at all, an anchor will be, at least be able to hold you where you want to be. Yeah, it could save you. Yeah. Yeah, it'll keep you from going over the edge of something you don't want to dam. Yeah. You know, like if you're in a couple of lakes with these big dams, you don't have to get close to it, you know. So to me, but, that is an essential. I would I actually am kind of a bit nervous when I'm going out without any real form of anchor, you know. Now, yeah. this this changes with anchors, but I did write down here to one spec I did here. But this changes when you get in all the different kinds of anchors, you know. But like I have that. It's like a mushroom style river anchor. So it's like it almost looks like the hazard biohazard symbol. Yeah. You know? Yep. But so let's see with that anchor alone. You roughly want, and this is true for pyramid anchors too, but I forget what they call those ones. They're like the claws that they use on the big boats. They got the, uh, oh, yeah. it's like a guy's name, you know? Yeah. That doesn't apply for this. But typically an anchor like what we're talking about, 1.25 times the length of your boat is the weight of the anchor you want. So I'm a little under. I got a 16-foot boat. I got a 15-pound anchor. But we grappled with it in some strong current. But if you want a good anchor, 1.25 times the length of your boat is yeah, about I went, right. I went 20. I think that's about right. If you do that yeah. math, the twenty is about what you'd want. Yeah, but it feels big. It just I know, but big. like, and that last last week in that trip, you would have taken a twenty pound anchor, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, that would have that would have helped us out a little bit more. That yeah. last year, that pyramid anchor was awesome. Yeah, you know, yours yours did the job. I mean, it did, but we had to grapple it. We had to lay it down. Yeah, and to grab something on the bottom with it, but it did it. You know, um, all right. So you already did anchor. What do you got? Another one, Bill? No, I'm still thinking. Go ahead. The one, it's not really an item, but cleanliness. A boat's got to be clean and organized. Yeah. It's, it's got to be clean and organized. Yeah. If I watch a lot of these videos with my favorite fishermen, and they are all a mess. They are a mess. And I just like, how do you get in there and find things? You know, they're picking through piles and they're, you know. Yeah. Are you going to start cooing her, bud? Oh, he's looking at me. And then, Uh-oh. what's the matter? What's the matter? We might, have to, we might have to take a break and go feed real quick. We'll see. Here, you want, you want your baba? You want your baba? Yep. Maybe he's he sucking. had something he wanted to. You got something you want to say, bud? You got something you want to say, bud? No, he's sucking on his bottle. No, maybe he's not sucking on his bottle. What's the matter? What's the matter? Baby's first podcast. The baby's first podcast. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so cleanliness I had. Yeah. Um, you want hooks and feet, and you know I have this nasty problem of taking something off, and so I'm so excited to put something else on that I don't put it away. Yeah. You know? 
All right, so we're going to be back here. So you guys got another one? I got so we ended up with cleanliness. I just got we're kind of contending with baby here. So I've got one that's more mechanical. Okay, but if you want me to save that for the end, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so on different types of boats, not our new boats because they use a different type of clutch in the prop, but trolling motors do, older motors do. They they have shear pins, and so for me. I like having replacement stuff, you know, like wear items, like fuses, even though they're not technically a wear item. Something I think I have fuses on mine. So I've got all the fuses on my boat, <laughs> extra ones. Uh, I have an extra shear pin for my motor. I even have an extra prop for my trolling motor that I'm just going to bring on vacation. I don't necessarily have to have it in the boat. Right. Not every time you go out. I lost a trolling motor prop once on dad's. Yeah. When we were kids. I was just losing it. And all of a sudden, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Raise the motor. It must have just loosened on the ride. Yeah. It yeah. just zinged off at her. <laughs> But uh, so, like, just know your equipment and know, hey, if I lose the, you know, if I break the shear pin, not only don't you have to go and find one to continue v- your vacation, but you can get back. Yeah. You know? Quick, yeah, right. Definitely. Quick and easy. You also, you also got to find the balancer so you're not loading your boat up with stuff that's in case of emergency. Yeah. You only. You know. So I, I gave you one of them 3,700 boxes. Hold on a sec. Uh, so I, I actually loaded up one of them 3,700 boxes with just basic wrenches. Um, some Allen keys. Uh, I don't. I do have an extra shear pin for my trolling motor, but fuses, all that stuff. I've got that all in one place. This little kit, you pop it out. If you need something, you put it back. Whatever. Right. It's a good little um, toolbox. You, you know, organization is key in terms of finding stuff quickly because sometimes, sometimes stuff happens quickly on a boat, and you just need to have it accessible. You know, right. so have a game plan. So that, I guess that kind of goes along with the cleanliness thing. It's just having a game plan. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, making sure it's organized. You know exactly where something is if yeah. you need it. Uh. And, you know, practice. If you're using an old motor, uh, I had a spare rope, like an emergency rope for my old motor. That's a good idea. And a lot of the, a lot of the pull start ones, if you look there, if you pull a shroud off, they put that little bracket on there. You could tie a knot in a rope, an emergency, and wrap it like the old 1930s Evan Roods. You Have know? you had the shroud off of our boats yet? No. Um, there There is an emergency rope up there as well. Man, okay. I'd have to pull a couple spark plugs out before I tried that one. <laughs> Actually, no, there's a notch right on the top. I know, but I mean, you're not pulling compression on that. Oh yeah, that's, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, three cylinders too. Um, Another one I got here is like obviously like GPS step finder, you know. Yeah. But what I'm actually talking, I also threw compass in there, and they're one of many forms of compasses. Uh, but like, if you're if you're just if let's say you're you're still on the map, you know, and you're in a new lake, you can see on a map I'm here. I have to head northwest, you know, or just straight west or whatever. If with a compass bearing, you can at least get a direction that you're heading. You're not heading north. You know, right. if you are spun on a cloudy day, you can't tell where the sun's at. You can tell which way. So something to navigate yeah. direction with. You I know, agree. if not a GPS, of course, a GPS is the easiest. Yeah, it's you obviously know? nicer. What are you smiling at? What are you smiling at? Oh, no, you're not smiling. Anymore. Here, take that. Okay, I'm sorry for this constant interruption, but no. Pat only had one time of the week to do it. It happened to be during daddy duty, so. <laughs> Um, I didn't even look at my phone. I looked down at 11. It's 11 15. Ah. Uh, we worked yesterday. Yesterday was just a miserable day. Other than fishing, I had a good time fishing. All right. So, going into uh, to other stuff, what else you guys got? What did um, we leave off on? We left off on GPS and compass. Okay. Um, I have uh, the next one I have is realistic, realistic seating. Don't, don't build one of these things like, oh, you can sit on this ledge and then you can sit on this thing. It's nice to have a chair. It's nice to have your place while we're cruising, your place to sit down and retie. And I remember you know, on the white bass run that we had the boat no bigger than yours, and there was five people on yeah. it. Yeah. Whoa. But like, like, uh, just like there's certain boats, like you see these glitter boats, and there's like three seats across. You know, like if you're going to bring four people, what realistically, where, where's everybody going to sit? Yeah. You know, so it's just like realistic when you're building it out, be like, oh, we got all this floor space. Oh, what happens if you put three guys in there? Well, one can sit on the gunnel over here, and the other one can sit on the motor over there. And it's like, no, 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 no. Realistic seating, I think, is essential for everybody to have a good time, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, What else you guys got? Um, Easy tie-off points. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a must. I mean, mine, mine, I used to use these gussets on the Lumacraft. Yeah. Or the Orlock or something The Orlock like was a big one. But, like, now all these new boats, and you could buy them. They're so cheap. I even bought plastic ones. But uh, you could buy those cleats, you yeah. know. You could screw them anywhere on top of gunnels if you yeah. got an old boat that doesn't have it. So Yours are nice. They fold down. They're not in the way. Yeah, I know it. Those are, remember, I, I was telling my, my dad liked them yesterday, too, but I told him the ones in the 2014 were actually better because, remember, those actually dropped into the gunnels. You actually had to yeah. pinch them on top. And 
Yeah. Those were sweet, dude. That was nice. That was a flush cleat, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you guys got anything else? I'm sitting here thinking. Uh, the one thing I just bought new versions of, but trailer tie downs. I know it's not really a boat essential, but kind of a boat essential. No, it definitely is. I mean, the boat, you know, don't you don't have the boat without the trailer and you don't have the trailer without the boat. But we thought, remember, we used to use like, a, I'm trying to think of how we did it on the first boat, but like your boat, we grew up with throwing a ratchet strap around the whole back end. Which is kind of janky because it pulls the gunnels in on each other. It does, but it works. It, yeah. do, it does work. It and does then, work. And then I get, uh, I can't remember what we had for the first one. My first Lund, you know, for the back. I do. You had, those, had you had that same strap that you got on your boat. Yeah, it was oh, a it strap. was the same one. Yeah. Okay, I thought we had something a little trickier. No, because I remember, like, for us, that was, like, space-age technology when it came to boat tie-downs. Yeah. yeah so you got those Whoa. ones, you, you pull that lever over center, and then you, you know, mm-hmm. pick up the slack, you know. Those are fine. But I just got the boat buckles. They're coming for that boat. I got them with the hooks. Those are sweet. Oh, nice. But they retract into themselves, no slack. You put them up there, and then you're done. Just like your, uh, clicks. your clacka? Just like the clacka. Those are slick. The clacka's got grapples that grab the gunnels. Yeah. So. Yeah, these are actually, well, they make them in both. So you yeah. can get them like that so you can grab the gunnels. Nick should have got the gunnel. I told him, get the gunnel ones. He got, he got, he got the hook, so now he's got to turn it sideways, and it's it's not it's just not a flush, you know? Um, um, so trailer tie-downs. What else you guys got? Spare plugs. Because oh, I do when not you forget that. your plug, and I know you will forget your plug, uh, just have a have a spot dedicated in your boat that you put a plug that you don't normally use because that's your spare don't yeah. rely on it but it makes sure that's always there yeah you always had an extra one in like a, in You're a right in the package already i don't uh i couldn't lose the one on my boat now if i tried because it's tied in but well i was gonna say that it hasn't been a concern because they did like you just it just dangles from a cord when you're right. not using it you know uh but older boats gotta have a spare plug because you are going to forget it 100 percent, you're gonna forget it the one thing, too, if you're going to be a boat owner I have here, it's an essential tool, if you ask me. Every outboard needs it. Every trailer needs it, but a grease gun. Yeah. Owning it, you could buy them for nothing. It greases cheap. You And if you're just using it for a boat, you're gonna a, a tube's going to last you years, you yeah, know? Right. Let's get a grease gun. There's, there's a bunch of pivot points on a motor you got to hit. There's a bunch of wheel bearings you got to hit. They even make these mini ones that aren't actual 12-ounce cans. I think they're 6-ounce cans. Yeah, those are sweet, and yeah. you can get them in tight spots, but too. But even the grease that the amount of grease that's in that will last you years, you know? Now, earlier, I thought of this one later, but earlier I had rod storage. This one I have rod holders. Okay, so when I was actually say rod fishing, holders. Yeah. So what, what do you have to say about rod holders? Um, yours are nice. Yours actually... Like um, the ones that slide in like the gussets. Yeah. And then you, they're removable, obviously. Um, they lock into place. They nice. lock into place real nice. You're not going to pluck that thing out yeah. of there on accident. So yeah, rod holders, I think. And it's just like you're still fishing. It's nice to not just put it on the floor and rest it against the gunnels. It's like a, it's a spot for it. You know, they, they go out and they, they're in there tight and there's yeah. a spot for it. You it, know? it, you know, t- takes most of the rod, you know, kind of out of the way. You hang it over the boat. It's not in your way. You're not tripping over it. Especially if you're not paying attention to the rod when something's actually hitting it. Right. You know, you can be like, oh, wow, there's something on that one. And your rod's not flying to the back of the boat, yeah. you know. A big one for me is a place to put your nets, too. And I'm not just talking about the net itself. I'm talking about a place to put your nets that's a dedicated spot for your nets. That's hard to find in a boat our size with a musky net. That's yeah. very hard. I think I want to make ca- – I really want to make a canvas cover for mine. Like yeah, one that so goes, That goes over something you can actually stitch and zipper, you know. Yeah. Something like that would be sweet. Because, I mean – I don't know. Sometimes getting the net out of the way is a pain in the butt. You yeah. Know? You see a lot of people put them in rod holders and like hang them straight up, but I don't like doing that. But uh, one other thing too is a spotlight. As not, it's not necessarily an actual safety item that you must have, but I'm telling you, if you think you're going to be back late at night and you you don't have a spotlight, it's good to have a strong flashlight at the very least. Well, so I actually have in your headlamp headlamps. So yeah. like every time I go out in a boat, we were out there in the white bass run. We didn't really stay at night, but I had a headlamp. That, yeah, you just know, in just, case you never know. You just never know, you know. And I've then, got a I've got a go light that I made um, work. I parted it together. You gave me one. I got some bulbs and some remotes and stuff from other like jobs that I did way back. Um, and I don't think those are good on boats. I know you I like yours. It. I, oh, I love it. It's it's just too much of a beam. It's like for this spot only. You oh know? yeah, no, that's what I use it for. I, I want something a little more of a. I'm lighting up the whole dock, yeah, not just my pole flood. on the dock, you know. They I, do make flood bulbs for those. Yeah. I just want to light up an area when I'm doing it, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, this one can signal aliens, you know. 
I have here paintball gun for jet skis. No, I'm kidding. But I, that would be, uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be sweet if that was a rule? Hey, if you're fishing and there's a jet ski going by, you're allowed to shoot them with a paintball gun. Yeah. You know, we should not be fishing around jet skis on purpose. Most of those people need one. So that really wasn't a joke. Um, kid life jackets. If you're going to be bringing kids out, do yeah. not rely on your adult life jackets for your kids. And not just that. You, they, the DNR will throw you overboard if they find you without proper life jackets for children I, and if they're not wearing them. I could just see that guy saying... I got a life jacket it's right there, you know, and it's the size for like me and it's like, yeah. a, you know, four year old, you know, don't play games, get a kid. In fact, we weren't even allowed to be on the boat without a life jacket as a kid. You know, we weren't even allowed on the dock without a life jacket. Ooh, you know, here's a great one, a way to get back in your boat because you never think about it oh, until you're true. in the water out of your boat. Um, our, so our new boats came with like a, it's not something that you'd use day to day, but it definitely is a perfect for an emergency. It's like an emergency ladder. Right? Yeah. Uh, but if you don't have one, if your boat doesn't actually have one, make a way for your, like make a little rope ladder that you can pull out if you're in the water. At least you have a plan, you know, yeah. a handle, some sort of, you know, you don't need anything fancy. I, it, my favorite spot to climb in on the boat, believe it or not, is the tip is the, is the front of the boat. Yeah. Cause you can really pull down on it, you know, and, uh. You're not going to get caught up on anything like an outboard motor. I can you know, break just, a transducer off. You don't have a keel. Yeah, you're not going to break a transducer off. But you don't have a keel. You don't have a prop. You don't have, you know, yeah. in front of the boat, you can kind of like reach up and grab. And it's narrow enough to get both arms around like yeah. that, you know. So, yeah, um, in front of the boat. But just imagine, you, you might think, I can get in my boat. Well, what about your mom? What about your wife? Yeah, what about exactly. your girlfriend? What yeah. about your kids? Um, always have a plan for to get people back in the boat, especially if they're in the boat by themselves. Mm-hmm. Snacks and water. Always have snacks and water. You get Bill that gets angry and you can't snap him out of it. <laughs> the only place I go bar. without my water bottle is church. But it's sna- but like right now, if you go open up my one cabinet, I have granola bars and trail mix in there. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's just, you just need that stuff. If you're going to do this, you just need stuff like that. Because it's like, man, I forgot to eat. That I'm like, I guess I'm one of the only people Kyle ever met that forgets to eat. Like I have every intention of eating lunch and I forgot. So yeah. now I'm out there not eating anything all day. But Grab a granola bar, you're good for a couple hours. Yep. You know, just enough to hold you over. Another thing, too, is a dedicated knife. Even if you're just talking a ski boat, make it keep a dedicated knife in your boat because you'll never know when you need to cut a rope or yeah, I got a cut flight. something off of somebody, cut something out of your prop, whatever. Yeah. Well, because of that, just in case we did forget fillet knives, I got that cheap set yep. in there. So, like, I always got fillet knives in the boat yeah. with a little cutting board, you know, things like that. Uh, one thing I never go boating without is water shoes. Like yesterday, I put the shoes on to launch because our tongues are so long. You got to get out there to unlatch the boat. And you're, you're way out. No, you're, you're knee deep in water by the time you get to it. And uh, but then I swap them when I get back in the boat. So they sit on that that water part, you know, where the water comes in the back of the boat. Yeah. They sit there and dry. Remember you threw them back to me yesterday? Yep. So water shoes. I like Crocs. Crocs are my water shoes now. Crocs are... They need a warning label when wet, though. Yeah, that's they, true. They are They're the slickest thing ever. It is like barefoot on ice when you're in wet Crocs. Probably not good for climbing around on a trailer, but I'm still going to try it. <laughs> One thing I have not done uh, for this boat that needs to get done is some sort of bumper thing for pulling up to dock. Something to put between your boat and the dock that's not going to scuff. I already got a scuff on the new boat from uh, Amazon Point Bass Run. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a gray spot I got to buff out. Amazon, 25 bucks. They're great. Yeah. And like even my boat came with a, like a bracket for it. Yeah. You know, there's a strap. You just put it on the strap and yeah. you put it on there. And it, the little buoys or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And but like uh, last last week I thought, I'm like, man, I'm supposed to get those over to wintertime. Forgot all about it. Lund actually makes a sweet one. If you want it, it's like a pillow. Yeah, I know. It's flat. It's boxy. It's sweet. Really? They're expensive as hell, though. It's yeah. like, I'm not buying that. Uh, that's my whole list. That's what I've exhausted for. Uh, yeah. I mean, other you know. Safety items that you don't normally think about, we threw all those in there. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, fire extinguisher, whistle. Yeah, those are the things that you got to have. Stuff. Can't even go yeah, out. The one thing it. I'm not sure on, I've always wondered the actual answer. Do you need a flare? A re- by law required, are you supposed to have a flare? I think you can either have a flare or a whistle or both. I thought it was an either or thing too. But like I've had my first lawn came with uh, with flares on it. I'm like, And then I, every time after that, I'm wondering, do you need a flare? They're nice to have, but am I going to get a ticket for not having one? Huh. That I don't know the answer to. I don't know the answer to that either. But no, I thought yeah. it's an easy Google search. I thought know? a whistle or a blowhorn took place of that. Huh. And the other thing too, I don't trust blowhorns. Get yourself for your safety thing. Don't get it, like it might be great if you have a blowhorn, but if somebody pushes it once, 
now you're on the clock because that valve could be leaking or whatever. Oh, definitely, definitely. They'll yeah. go bad. It's kind of like a fire extinguisher. Yeah. You know, whenever you use it, even if it's just a quit spurts, get a new one. Don't really, don't think you got more in there because it's. So if you've got a buddy trying to be funny and scary or something like that, there's a good chance the valve can get stuck and then that thing's going to wear out and then now you don't have a noise device like a whistle. Right. You know, one little check to make too uh, is. If you do are running a two-stroke, make sure, and it's got an oil inject, make sure it's injecting oil. The only way you could do that is by watching the reservoir. But that was one thing. Remember, we used to watch that all the time on a 40 horse. Yep. We made sure that thing was taking oil. Yeah, and then they the other thing, too, that, spare oil. That thing's a that thing's a anchor if you don't. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Spare, spare oil, oil, whether you got a two-stroke or a four-stroke, spare oil. I had a little That's spot not an essential for, for me. That would be like a truck item. You know, that wouldn't be in the boat. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, we're talking about... You if know, you're going on a vacation. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of any other essentials. I feel like we're missing something. You know, everybody's... A, you always got to have a good there's cooler. A, there's a bunch more essentials that you could do for fishing or for tubing or... You know what I mean? But these are like the general boat... You know. This is just something I was actually thinking about. What do I have in each one of my boats? I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. And this is what I came up with, you know, other than the legal stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. We and don't need to talk about legal. The other thing, let's say you got a cover that you might have to access something. Make sure you have whatever you need to take that cover off out inside the boat, whether it's a screwdriver oh. or a Torx wrench yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, make sure you have a little spot for that in your boat in case you have to take that cover off on the fly. Yeah, especially if it's if it's a known problem. Yeah, you know, like we used to carry a toolbox. I haven't carried that toolbox in a while. Yeah, haven't we needed to. to. I yeah. kind of like think of it as bad luck without a toolbox. And but I I do have like a little thirty seven hundred that I keep tools in. That's gonna be like my new toolbox. But. Yeah, that's all I got. This is kind of a short episode because we've had a couple take a couple breaks for baby crying breaks you and know? a place to hold your beer. Yeah, we forgot about that. I said cooler, but you interrupted me. Oh, okay. yeah, cooler cup holder. I was just saying it like a two minutes ago. And then, uh, gotcha. I was like, and then, of course, everybody's got a cooler and you start talking. Sorry. <laughs> well, bring yourself a cooler. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself a cooler. That, uh, unless you guys got anything else, we're just going to, we're just going to cut it off there, but this is a little bit of a shorter episode than I, you know, yeah. than yeah. we're used to. You're on daddy duty. I'm on daddy duty and I'm kind of, kind of like, uh, like, the whole day is waiting for the baby to start screaming. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, okay, what's next? Okay, if he screams, he's either hungry or he shit his pants. You know, you, you, might, you might want to stay down here. He's knocked out. I don't know. He's I haven't heard any cooing, but yeah, yeah. That he uh, he likes it. He's definitely a cool baby. He's not a warm weather <laughs> baby by any stretch. As soon as he gets a little hot, he starts. I mean, you guys saw him. You know, he was just hot against me. I felt yeah. him. I felt him. That was like having like a, one of those heating pads on your chest. You he's know, he's gonna be like Pat. Oh, it's 35 degrees outside. Pat's out there at the rolled up. Yeah. Like, I think he did a good first podcast. Yeah, I think he did good. He passed out. He loves the contact naps. Loves contact naps. Yeah. Anyway, we're rambling. We're just going to wrap this up unless you guys got anything else. But if not, uh, comments, questions, the Midwest Frontier at gmail.com. Um, Give us some video ideas. Tell us what you want to see. Yeah, because like we, we want to do something a little different than the norm, you yeah. know. We're gonna do some shooting balloons at a hundred some yards with bows and shit yeah. like that, you know. I like, like the competition, uh, like when you see YouTube videos that are kind of a competition and those just tickle me the right way. Yeah. 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 We got a cameraman right here, you know. I he's can a, do it. He's uh he's His gonna name be a cameraman. Starts with yeah. an e and ends with ill. <laughs> Voluntold to be a cameraman. Voluntold. All anyway. right, that's it everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank Thanks. you.